James chapter 4 verses 6 to 8. He gives more grace. Therefore it says, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. James has been exposing some big sins that maybe you didn't know were there. Partiality, hypocrisy, not caring for the poor, faith without works, a tongue that's out of control, desires for pleasure that lead to tension and unanswered prayer, friendship with the world. Sin is so deeply rooted in us, even our best acts are tinged. And on top of that, James has just told us that God is jealous. It's God's burning passion to have us entirely for himself. Our hearts should be thoroughly and passionately devoted to him. Some might think they have it all sewed up. They've quit smoking, drinking and other obvious sins that everybody talks about and they think that's sin dealt with. If they would only let the spotlight of God's word shine properly into their hearts they would see sin lurking everywhere. It could drive you to despair were it not for the grace of God. His love that doesn't treat us like we deserve, that's what grace is. If God dealt with us like we deserve, we wouldn't have a hope. We need grace. We need more grace. The good news James has for us in verse 6 is that God gives more grace. Whatever your need, God gives more grace. However much you've sinned, God gives more grace. However strong the pull of temptation and however weak you might think you are, God gives more grace. However often you put other things in his place and however powerful the love of self is in you, God gives more grace. Whatever trying circumstances you have to face, However impossible the future looks, however high that mountain you have to climb, God gives more grace. Whatever you need, whatever you are short of, there is nothing that can arise in your life, but he gives grace to match it and more. God gives more grace because he loves to be gracious. He abounds in grace. It's in his nature. And his grace comes from an endless, inexhaustible supply. It never runs out. What did Paul say? But where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. And John, in John chapter 1, And of his fullness we have all received, and grace for grace. And the writer of the book of Hebrews Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Never hold back. There is grace for the asking, grace for the taking.
Where grace is needed, God never falters. He always has more at hand and he always dispenses it freely. So how do you tap in? Well, Jim says, humility is the key. God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. If there's anything that will stop the supply of grace, it's pride. If you feel the need for more grace, there's plenty for you, but you need to be humble. And if you're not sure how to go about that, James spells it out for you in the next three verses. Three things to do if you're feeling the need of more grace. First, submit to God. There are Christians who, when they don't like something God tells them to do, try to find a way out of it. Maybe God's word doesn't really mean what it seems to mean. Maybe in my case it's different. Do you ever find yourself doing that? Submit to God. Humble yourself and do what you're told. There are Christians who have fallen out with God. I'm sure you've met some. They're angry and resentful over things that have happened to them. Or at least they grumble a lot. They've had to face hardships or disappointments and you hear them saying things like, why did God allow that to happen to me? As if he shouldn't have. That's not submission. That's rebellion. Is there a wee bit of rebellion in you? Humble yourself and submit. Gladly accept whatever God allows to come your way. It's his best for you and he never gets it wrong. Of course, when you try submitting to God, the devil will stick his oar in. James says, therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Resist him. Don't give in and he'll flee from you. Most of us get a hard time from the devil because we do give in to him. If you give in, he won't leave you alone. Resist him. Put on all the armour God has given you. Keep it on all the time and send the devil packing. The second thing James says to do if you feel the need of more grace is to draw near to God. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. If you noticed how children, when they're out walking with you, if there's any danger or anything they feel nervous about, they draw in close, wrap their arms around your leg and you nearly fall on your nose. The closer they are, the safer they feel. If only we had as much sense in our walk with the Lord. Those times when you need more grace, what do you do? Do you know what a lot of people do? They withdraw from God, leave off praying so much. Stop going to church. And do you know why they do that? They think that because they're struggling and needy, God won't have them anywhere near him. How stupid is that? Do they not know God at all? God gives more grace. And just like you secretly love it when the children draw in close, even more so God delights to pour out his grace. Draw near to him. Pray, read, get into fellowship and worship with his people. Come to his table, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Sometimes you make those moves to come closer to God and it doesn't feel like he's responding. That's your faith being tested. Don't give up. Draw near to him anyway and he will draw near. God keeps his promises and this is one of them. 
The third thing to do if you feel the need of more grace is to do everything you can to clean up your act. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Well, that makes sense, doesn't it? What would be the point of coming to God and saying, Lord, I'm struggling, give me more grace to help me in that struggle, when all the time there are obvious sins in your life and you're doing nothing about them? It would be the height of arrogance. No humble submission in that. But we do it. We are that daft. We have sins. We call them little sins. Sins that don't matter much. And we quite like them. And we don't want to give them up. And we have no intention to. And yet we come to God and say, Give me more grace. Help me with that big sin I don't like. Or help me with this problem. Or give me the good things I want. And we wonder why that grace doesn't come. Cleanse your hands. Get rid of those little sins you like. And if there is any double-mindedness about it, sort it out. You can't have two masters. See those sins for what they are. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. The Christian life is full of joy, but there are things we mourn over too. The horrible effects of the fall in the world around us. Sickness, pain, hunger, poverty, grief. And we see sin in ourselves and that also causes us to mourn, doesn't it? We lament, we weep, don't you? Do you really grieve over your sin? When you draw near to God, when you come under the spotlight of his word, does it not break your heart to see the impurity that's still in you? Do you not loathe it? If you don't, there's not much humility there. You have been blinded by pride. Because if you could see your own heart as it really is, it would drive you to grief and despair and to cry out to God for more, more, more of his grace. Have you been challenged by what James has been teaching us? Are you feeling a bit overwhelmed? Are you thinking it's impossible to live up to the standard? Do you sometimes feel that you're failing? Are you being overcome by temptations, losing the battle with sin? Are you a bit discouraged by it all? What you need is more grace, and God gives it. He gives grace to the humble. So submit to God. Draw near to him with all your need. Cleanse your hands and purify your heart. Mourn over your sin. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. It's another promise. It's time to do the chores at Mary and Joseph's house. Jesus is working away doing his bits. Some of the smaller ones are too. And James is watching what's going on. Jesus always gets it right. And mum and dad are so pleased with him. But the little kids start messing. And they get a clip and a good telling off from Joseph. I'm fed up, says one of them. Yeah, Mr. Goody Good there always gets all the praise, says the other. You can never please them. What's the point, says the first one. Joseph gets cross now, and everybody's miserable. James, who had already learned the lesson, knew what they had to do. Boys, go and tell Jesus about the problem you're having. He'll help. 
If you're too proud to admit you were wrong, there's nothing he can do. Just humble yourself enough to go to him. He'll fix it. And he always did. He was never cross. He never sent anyone away. He just put that big arm around them and showed them just what to do and helped them to do it. He was always so gracious. And no matter what you had done or how bad the problem, there was always more grace. Another lesson James learned from his big brother. You need more grace? Just humble yourself enough to go to Jesus and he will sort it out. Mm-hmm.